Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Like, come on to Yama, and they be like, they'll say their name, and then I'll be like, me, I'm Anthony, and they be like, huh? And I'll be like, me, I'm Anthony, they be like, huh? I'll be like, me, I'm Antonio. They be like, oh, Antonio, like Antonio Banderas. I'll be like, DJ. Same hey. with that, yeah. <laughs> like, that ain't what it is. I found some new shit. Hey, well, whenever you feel the need Jam. to throw them in and they go with it, throw that Pop shit in the there. Base. Oh, these are garbage, though. Yeah, oh, let Trump up the base. Place. I am. I just, I haven't used it yet. Oh, when I, I get ready to write it. my first word, oh, I, thought I will change it. Oh, I thought you did since you it. Mind your business. Just mind your business. That is my business. <laughs> you are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. Boy, you back. <laughs> it feels good, too. That's where I went wrong in the relationship, too. Suck his dick, don't pacify him. Well, okay, I got that, too. But <laughs> I was not supposed to be on the mic. I don't like to say people when I mean white people. Acknowledge the shit that black people have went through. Excuse my voice, y'all. I've been drinking. <laughs> this is Big Mama's, uh, oh, God. Porn cheek. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. You ain't know what I was gonna do when I came back in. No, I really didn't. I'm just glad to be back. Yeah, no. Every time we have an introduction of coming back. And actually, you know what, Spider, you gotta give me props, man. Do I? We really did not fucking come back before the break. We did one fucking show. We literally took all this time off. Was it a lot of time, though? It was. We stopped in, like, November. We did really? one show from November to now. Um, so two months, we did yeah. one show. It seems short to me. I think it, you got me a too. round of applause or some shit back there. Oh, I he, think pat he, myself he on. Yes. Yeah, because you're not going to give shit. And he no. gave us the softest <laughs> round of applause. <laughs> That's more like it, Spider. <laughs> oh, wait, here you go. Here you go. Yeah, oh, that's, love the, it. yeah that's the it. one. <laughs> So, actually, what episode is this? Uh, according to our notes, you listed 267. But I think it's 268. Let's look on the podcast. Yes, now. please, Spider, and let us know. Fact check. Fact I think check. it's 268 before we get started, because I, I just don't want to lie. But I am glad to be back. Even though you lie. Uh, yes, episode 267 was Power Driving Bitches with Love. <laughs> that sounds familiar. That came out December 20th. So we did one, but, but what was the one before that? That's a good question. So we've been out for a 266. Month. Yeah, it was November 21st. Yeah. Okay. So two, good job. Like, yeah, good over job. about a, almost a three month period of time, we did two episodes. The reason I knew we had took time off mm-hmm. is because people were hitting us up and they were asking. Oh. If you notice, I'm trying to come down yes. because I started feeling my body like a little hyper I started to feel my body temperature get hot. <laughs> and if you know me, I sweat like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, I want to say I am glad to be back. I'm glad to have Arteezy back in the studio. Yeah, Still got uh, Spider on the ones and twos. A lot of the things that we're going to be addressing in 20... Did you just update something? I did. Okay, because it just updated on my screen. Oh my I don't God. know how much I like this technology update. And what did you put in here? 
I changed the episode number so Bam. it will reflect accurately. Okay. I just didn't see it. This new technology I'm trying to get under. I'm trying to bring you in up okay. with the times. Come I appreciate on. it. So this year we're going to be talking a lot about diversity. Um, a lot of people, I want y'all to understand this is a continuation of season 13. A lot of people think we are on season 14 or we had, you know, started over, but this is still season 13. Yeah. So are we halfway through? Yes, okay. we got ten more episodes. We oh did yeah, that's 10. right because we did a mid season yeah. finale. Yeah, you wanted to get your uh, power on. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking more about diversity this year. In the last ten episodes, we are going to start talking um, on this episode about the art of communication and the lost art of flirting. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a little bit about um, that from some of the titles and subtext from Robert Greene's art "The Art of Seduction." Of seduction. So we got a lot we're going to be talking about, but we're going to kick this bitch off first of all by some survival stories. We didn't really do like an ending. Uh, end of the year recap. We did a brief one. I mean, it was a slight high overview because it came to me at the last minute. Yeah. So I was slacking that week. I was slacking. I'm the only one. Like <laughs> I told you 2020, I'm going to start acting like Anthony of 2018 where well, I called everybody out. Well, I held everybody's feet to the goddamn flame. Of 2018, 19 and 20 is here. So I guess we just going to be button heads. What is that supposed to mean? God, I'm sweating up. In this That's time. okay, baby. Wipe your sweat. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So let we, now this is yours. Before you think I'm trying to talk about you, starting <laughs> no, on the you, survival stories of 2019, we are starting with you because in 2020, you are talking more and we have delegated tasks to you. <laughs> so you put these in order and we're going to start. I really didn't your, put them in any particular art You order. put this shit together. So we're going to start with your burger binge. <laughs> we're going to start with your burger binge of 2019. If you want me to get the story kicked off, I will and tell you how I found out about it. I feel like you can kick the story off because the only reason why this is on the list of topics is uh-huh. because you could not wait to put this on the podcast. No. From the minute that I told you, you were like, oh, we got to talk about this on the podcast. I did, but I was actually because it's a funny, st- well, it's funny, but it's understandable mm-hmm. because basically you went on a burger binge you had and like you said, an emotional, e- emotional eating story. Yeah, because I'm a very private person, so I internalize a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and I have found better ways to deal with, you know, if I have a moment of depression or yeah. whatever. I've found great ways to deal with it, but sometimes my emotional eating does slip into there. And the only reason why you can tell it now Mm -hmm. is because I'm older. Like back in the day, I could eat whatever I wanted and never gained any weight. But it also, honestly, just looking at it from a real, like a real perspective is imagine what famous people go through. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is sometimes it was certain videos or stuff that we did and you were like, well, don't put that out yeah. because I'm not myself. But imagine those people who have places to be and it's, people to see. You don't get the option. You don't get the option to opt out. And But it's like when somebody puts their picture on social media mm-hmm. and they see that that person is bigger yeah. or not being funny, take Kelly Clarkson. You mm-hmm. know, for instance, she had trouble with her weight. Like so many people look at them and talk about them, but they don't know the pressure, the yeah. stress that they're under in their lives or with their jobs. Yeah, it was a lot. So... It was funny because I had a couple. No, nah, but this last a one couple was, is one or two. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is you had a couple had, of what? I stints? had a couple of emotional <laughs> eating stints. stints. Yeah, okay. And I don't know. It's always random. So the first one that I had, yeah. it was like Taco Bell. Yeah. Oh yeah, you was in Chalupa heaven. <laughs> I was binging on Chalupas. How many Chalupas did you eat that week? Oh my god. Do you think? I don't even. I don't even want to say. How many days did you eat Chalupas that week? <laughs> I ate it every single day. So from Sunday to Sunday? Yes. Multiple times or once a day? <laughs> Multiple times sometimes? Multiple times. All right. Then you had the Whataburger binge. No, not the Whataburger. So Sonic it came Sonic. out with the patty melts. Oh, that is true. 
And you've liked patty melts previously. I, yeah, I love patty melts. So Almost I, to death, literally. Yeah, well, okay. So <laughs> I went to get a patty melt, literally uh-huh. just to try it out. Yes. But that week was crazy. I had a lot of shit going on and yeah. I was trying to process. And so I just found myself going back every day. Yeah. The part that you We're thought not, but, was well, I don't so want to talk about the funny part. Let's talk about the serious part. Then we'll get to the funny part like the first one. Because I don't want people to take it lightly either. You know what I'm saying? Because some yeah. people do fall into things to where they do repetitive things things that is detrimental or that could be detrimental to them. Yeah, and, and I didn't find it funny till after the fact. I want people to know that oh, yeah, too because I, I am a prankster. I was, I was pissed at you. And you were And mad. I was pissed because yeah. I was like, this is unacceptable. This is not you. Why didn't you tell me? But now that it's passed, mm-hmm. I was concerned. So it's kind of like the kid that falls <laughs> and they fall hard and you say, let me make sure he's okay first. Mm-hmm. When he's okay, then you laugh. Yeah. Proceed to tell the story about when I began to laugh. <laughs> You came to Sonic on the Sabbath day. Let's just, <laughs> even if it wasn't the Sabbath, let's just say it was the Sabbath day. So I have been having patty melts every day. Yes, patty melts. Knew- let me let me preface it. Patty melts <laughs> are for lunch, possibly for dinner. Listen though, so I already knew it was a problem because I was like, damn, I shouldn't be eating this. Nah. But I kept going back. Yeah. So one morning. One, one morning, before, one morning, my nigga. <laughs> one morning before work, I was like, "I'm gonna go get this patty milk." <laughs> <laughs> so I pulled up to the Sonic and I ordered the patty milk. And the damn server was like, "Would you like Blown some orange away. juice to go with that? <laughs> Are you sure you want a patty milk? It's breakfast. It's breakfast time." And I'm like, you "Yes, I want a patty milk." And as a matter of fact, I will take the orange juice. Thank you. And when they told me that, when you told me that, <laughs> I laughed, but I was just like. I ain't gonna lie, I was low key. I went through a range of emotions. As your friend, I was like, I'm pissed at you. Mm-hmm. You falling off, you didn't come talk to me. Uh-huh. You as had a, a nigga, you had your own shit going on. As a nigga who likes to who grows up, who grew up in the era of schooling and joning on motherfuckers, <laughs> I wanted to go so hard on you. But I'm glad that you made it out. I just knew when I touched your back. One time yeah. I said, man. I had a lot going on. You got a lot going on. But I've been, I, you know, I've been back on it. Working out, eating right. You have. You know. And you, I'm proud I've of you. I've lost weight. You have. I'm getting back to my old self. You I'm have. i out in these streets. Okay. In the streets. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about lessons learned in 2019. I had a motherfucking rough year. Mm-hmm. I won't get into the details. I've talked about it from time to time. But like I've said to you, um, thank you for being there throughout my rough year. But through my hardships, I think the biggest thing with with going through lessons and hard times when you're younger, you kind of look at shit and you're kind of like, yo, why am I going through this? You want to know the why mm-hmm. you're going through it. And then you still try to fight your way out of a situation that may not. It's kind of like quicksand when you possibly should just be still. Yeah. Last year, I learned to be still. Oh, yeah. I was made to be still. Mm-hmm. Then I learned to be still. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say in all the years I've known you, I think this is the first time you've actually learned a lesson. That's what I'm saying. Because you used to get mad at me when I would tell you that. Yeah. You'd be like, what the fuck else do I have to learn? I'm yeah. like, no, you need to learn a lesson so you don't have to keep repeating it. And even in that moment, when as you say that, the thing about it was the lesson to learn was how have a better attitude mm-hmm. when the situation happened. Exactly. For me, that was the first thing I needed to learn. Mm-hmm. Learn that better situations, you could I could have made better decisions. Yeah. I could have made better choices about mm-hmm. things, about certain investing in certain people, investing in certain things. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was kind of like you made some mistakes. Yeah. And you made some choices that probably weren't the best. Mm-hmm. Here they go. One of those choices was going to fucking college. But hey, you know what I'm saying? I still stand, but I have a different tune. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to college to be successful. I made more money and was more successful before I went to college. It doesn't matter if I was trapping or anything else. The point of the matter is 
I was doing well. I was doing well off mm-hmm. without a degree. Without this, I got a degree and I started struggling. And the reason I'm saying that, my sympathies to anybody who has to pay student loans, mm-hmm. because for one, they're not gonna feel any sympathy or empathy for you. Mm-hmm. And even if it's their fault, which in this situation it was their fault, yeah. the government is never gonna admit it's wrongs. Yeah, they hit me for 10k in six months. I wanted that pause right there. I know. Yes. Because that's how I felt. I learned to sit in the moment. Mm -hmm. Another thing I learned is I learned it's okay to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. through these times because I have been the person who always gave, gave, gave to help people out, Mm -hmm. assisted my hand, whether it be money or my backbone. Yeah. But in this situation, I had to learn to ask for help. Mm -hmm. I had to subdue my ego. I had to be the bigger man. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? All things I learned Mm -hmm. and not being funny. I've talked about wanting to have kids at some point and so on. These are things you have to understand. Oh, yeah. These are lessons that you have to fucking learn. Mm -hmm. These are lessons that you have to learn. I feel like if you're going to share your life with somebody. Yeah. So it's lessons that had to be learned growing up. Anyway, like I said, but the number one thing was just looking myself in the face Mm -hmm. and blaming myself Mm -hmm. before I blame somebody else. Praise Jesus. Anyway, those are the things I learned. MLK is uh, what? Monday? Yes. Mm-hmm. You're taking off on Monday? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's crazy because I work in a quasi-government environment. And for whatever reason, we are off on every single holiday except but for MLK. I never work on MLK. Do you think it? But is that one of those? Is that a thing where it's everywhere? Because the job you were at before then, did they take off on MLK? No. They didn't? Mm-mm. Oh. Well, I don't know if I don't know if any job I've ever been on took off on MLK. Yeah, our old I job have just that we used always, to work together was a close. But it, it was. Mm-hmm. But any job that wasn't, I always never went or worked yeah, anyway. Me either. I'm not working on that motherfucker's birthday. Mm-mm. So respect. Yeah. You put in saying, are we living a dream um, that MLK wanted us to have or what he foresaw? And I don't think we are. Mm-hmm. And the reason I feel like I feel like we're living part of it. Yeah. Because one of the things I feel like we're living like black people are in better positions. Oh, yeah. To for provide sure. for their families, for themselves, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. We still make less than the 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 the, uh, the average dollar amount. Yeah. We are third or fourth on that list. But I feel like, yes, we are living a dream for the most part. I feel like the other part of the dream and the, the dream Defer- part of it that is deferred. OK. I feel like it's deferred because of the selfishness of everybody. Oh, yeah. On all fronts, no yeah. matter what religion, no matter what race, I feel like it has not moved forward because everybody is it's selfish. It's just so much division. It is. I think that if there was a space where that wasn't present, maybe people wouldn't be as selfish, but it's almost like you have to look out for yourself because and everybody's the way, fighting for their own piece of the pie. That's the way the system was designed. Yes. So, so. it's kind of like everybody, it's like I say, Put it like this. We're in the fight. Mm-hmm. I feel like during his times, we weren't even in the fight. We oh, were just yeah. fighting. Mm-hmm. Now we're in the fight, but yeah. we still don't have a seat at the table. We're just still. For, no, we don't. We If we had some sort of seat at the table, it would be a bigger shift than this. I think it's an illusion of a like seat the, at the table. The shift is happening, though. It's happening. That's what I'm saying. We're yeah. still in the fight. Okay. We don't have a seat at the table. But the reason I feel like it's a shift and we don't have a seat at the table is because I feel like not being funny. Let's be honest. Do we really want to sit at the table or do we want our own fucking table? We want our own fucking Everybody table. Wants their own. Exactly. Yeah. So we. But you have to start with a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Yes. Even even with business, we talk a lot of times about business and how we could go to other things or other different networking events to learn mm-hmm. things for ourselves. So, yes, I do feel like. Yeah. But I don't want to get too much caught up on that part of it. But I do still feel like we're fighting. And everyone is the reason the dream is deferred is because everyone's fighting for their individual piece of the pie. Yeah. So. But I think that's the peaceful way to live anyway. 
as far as in terms of realizing how you can affect change personally as opposed to being on a grand like everybody's looking at the big picture and not thinking about the small ways which they can cause that change to start happening well for me too I feel like the small ways are the only ways that change can happen that's it but people skip those small steps going for the big picture or the big stage or what it looks like exactly but I feel like that's how you get lost because even if it's somebody like an MLK or a Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. If you're too powerful and can't be bought, you're going to be killed. Mm-hmm. And then the other option is you can be bought, which makes you a house nigga on I end of the strip. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say you really don't get a break. You really don't get a break. You just might as well fix what you can fix around you, the people around you, your area. And if you can, like I always say, empower and employ somebody, mm-hmm. then that's what you should go with. Yeah. Period. The art of flirting. Now, I don't know it's how what you've been put. waiting. Wait a minute, though. I actually want to skip over the art of flirting and what? jump to, I want to go to the uncrossed path oh, okay. because yeah, we're going, we got to interview somebody today, but I do want to talk about the uncrossed path. Mm-hmm. And the reason I brought up the uncrossed path is because I've been watching the man in the high castle mm-hmm. on Amazon prime. Oh yeah. It's a slow, it's a slow uh, show, mm-hmm. but it gives a lot of insight. And uh, basically just a hot overview is basically back in like 1940s or fifties. I don't know when world war two was, this is like a fictional thing that happened but mm-hmm. basically it was as if we didn't win the war okay and the nazis took over the east coast mm-hmm. and they had the nazi reich and the japanese took over the west coast yeah. and they had the emperor and they they own that shit and then in the middle it was the neutral zone like denver texas whatever you mm-hmm. can live and do whatever you want to do kind of like vegas and new orleans so that's where majority of the black people okay. were but the reason the the reason i talk about the uncrossed path is because in this movie the the message was we can win the war and overturn it to where racism doesn't really exist. And mm-hmm. basically you create a world that we live in today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Something fair, something you have an opportunity to, to deal with. But they had people who transferred and traveled through time. Yes. So if they meditated hard enough or whatever, they could travel through time. They would take details from other times, bring it to their current time mm-hmm. to try to stop the war. And wasn't it alternate worlds? It was alternate like, worlds. Okay. And in those multiverses and ultimate worlds, everybody was a different person. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is how you are in this world. Yeah, let's just say, ruthless yeah, if you was in another wor- a multiverse, you would be a ruthless person because mm-hmm. you're so kind now. Yeah. And if you are a ruthless person now, then you may see your kinder self in another world mm-hmm. so one of the nazi uh rice marshals or open fewers he had ascended to like hitler status mm-hmm. very devious guy yeah went into the other world because he wanted to see because he knew he had a family there mm-hmm. and in with that family in his real world was him his wife his two daughters and his son mm-hmm. his son died in this world in the other world the multiverse world it was his wife mm-hmm. his two daughters beautiful life he was happy he wasn't the racist bastard that he was in his real life what i took from that show to tie this all in when i say the uncrossed path it made me think about what can we do in our lives today Mm -hmm. what can you do to be better like if i'm a good person now and i went to another world and i had the life that i really wanted what Mm -hmm. would that life look like well for me Mm -hmm. it would be a more successful business that i have it would be a significant a significant other Mm -hmm. and it would be a child in that world i could have that Mm -hmm. well instead of traveling my thought process was instead of traveling to that multiverse how do you create the life that you want today? But don't you don't you always have to lose something like as you they do, were going through? But that's those. real life too. Yeah, that's, can, that's the part that makes it difficult because it's easy like for me to envision okay what I would want. Yeah, but I also wouldn't want to like I wouldn't want to not have kids. Yeah, you know yeah. at the because that was the thing with him and the guy who owned and who knew the man in the high castle who mm-hmm. knew how to transfer energy and get people from place to place and knew the whole reason why they were trying to do this. Mm-hmm. He talked to John Smith. 
And he told him, he said, you're going to tear yourself apart jumping from world to world. Yeah. What that made me think about is men who have two families. Oh God. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it was for him. He was trying to live between two mm-hmm. families. He loved his wife and um, his daughters, mm-hmm. but he had his son and no daughters in the other world. Yeah. So he had his son. So in that moment, it's like, yeah, you're going to lose something. And what I took from it is like you said, in order to have the life that you want, mm-hmm. you have to cut something off. I know. In order, like, let's be honest, for me, mm-hmm. it's like in order to have the life that I just said, if I wanted a wife and kids, I got to put away the flirting with other women and the options of other women. I have to focus on one. Mm-hmm. And then within a certain time frame, I have to make sure I have a kid mm-hmm. or do the things that. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be tough. It is tough. Yeah. But you think about those things. Think about what you want. What would you have to let go to, to, See, to have the, the things that you want? Prior to me having kids, like I always knew I wanted kids. Yeah. But the timing in which that I had them, I think that kind of um, deterred me from a lot of things that I was going to go after. Yeah. So that would be the thing that I would have to give up. And I can't see myself giving that up. So that would be. So what would you. So what would you be? Or what would you do if you were given another life? Oh, I would just be a more successful, more um, assertive, like corporate yeah. person. And hypotheticals, kids or no kids in their life? Kids, eventually. And But not in that in this moment, if you were able to choose today. Oh, in this moment? Yeah. Yeah, probably starting now, but not starting at 21. Okay. How would you change your personality right now today if you could? What one trait would you change? I would take away a little bit of my kindness. Because I'm too kind. Okay. That's the only thing that was. I mean, I, I know you would because that's something you've that's, been talking about. That's what about. I struggle with. Yeah. It's like, a balance. Though. Yeah. You ha- and I've told you for years. I remember when you worked at um, the place in downtown, you had said the white lady was telling you that at some point you have to learn to be a bitch to yeah. get some kind of respect. And, and honestly, I hated her. Yeah. I, I, I hated that lady with a passion. Yeah. But years later, fast forward, maybe about two years later. I, I saw what she was telling me yeah. and I got it, but it's still a struggle for me. Like I can give it out, but on the inside, it turns me up. Yeah. What memory or bad thing would you remove from your, her story, not a history? Oh, definitely. My mom. I not knew being here. It's almost like I knew all the answers for this because I know you so well. Mm-hmm. I could have literally said that same thing. Yeah. Because you would be a totally different person oh, God, if your yes. mom was still here. Yeah. It's my mom is me yeah. with the balance yeah. of no, not letting people run over her. Yeah. Yeah. But see, that's the thing, because I thought I was like, what memory or bad thing would I remove from my history? It would be my uncle dying of HIV. Yeah. Back in the day. Well, he didn't die from HIV. He had HIV. The cops murdered him. But I would want him back. How would I change my personality right now today? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I wish I would be, uh, I guess, more like you being able to love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not easy for me to love. Yeah. But I also see as good as it can be. I also see the pain that you had to deal with oh, for being so kind. Mm-hmm. And I think we can move this on, on into the who's on your bus uh, topic oh, yeah. for us, because uh, one of the things about being nice and being kind for us, even in business, mm-hmm. you have to figure out, like you said, you made this this part up is who's on your bus. Mm-hmm. And uh, why did you come up with this? Well, I was actually listening to a podcast um I think it's Clever Girls Know. Mm-hmm. And she had a guest on there and she was saying that that's one of her things that she teaches people is like, who's on your bus? Like really evaluate who you have around you because the longer that you spend time with people, the more you become like them. So if you're hanging out with people that don't have the same level of ambition as you, they'll drag you down. Yeah. And I, you know, that's something that we were talking about as we were transitioning into the new year. It's like, okay, who am I going to take with me in the new year? And I had even hit you up and I was like, I don't think this person is going to come with me into the new year. Oh yeah. Just because 
I was seeing like the signs have been there all along. Yeah, like I felt like there was no, yeah. Sometimes you do outgrow your friendships and sometimes like there's no reciprocity. It's not getting better. You've had the conversations yeah. and nothing changes. So how long are you supposed to stick it out with this person? And I think we both struggle with that because last year or the last few years has been more so of those situations mm-hmm. and then having business situations mm-hmm. go awry. And I know we've had the the situations of where, you're doing something and people don't see the vision. Mm-hmm. They tell you don't, they don't see the vision. Yeah. And then you see them doing the same thing or trying to do the same yeah. things you're trying to do. And you're like, but I thought you didn't see the vision. Yeah. And I think it goes back to what you like. I was saying about the piece of the pie with the Martin Luther King thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody's building together because everybody's trying to build their own. Mm-hmm. Even if it means stepping on somebody else's toes, yeah. stepping on their shoulders, their head. And the thing work. about it is a lot of these people who are doing that, you may not even be as good as that other person mm-hmm. that you're trying to take from. But you're doing it. So for me, if I'm not as good as somebody, take, for instance, me and you, Mm -hmm. you have the patience. Mm -hmm. Neither one of us are in a relationship. So I still reach out to you sometimes and I'll say, hey, can you make this phone call Mm -hmm. to this person? Because I know that your empathy and your understanding Mm -hmm. and I know that your voice is going to get me further if I allow you to do this thing. Sometimes you got to learn to delegate a task. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't learn to delegate a task and know your role in relationships and friendships and business, nothing will succeed. Mm -hmm. And the thing that we came up with having is pretty much focusing on us this year. Yeah. Focusing on us this year and moving forward. I think last year we took a lot out of ourselves by trying to keep people afloat, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to provide provide. infrastructure for other people. And we kind of lost sight of what we had set out to do for ourselves. But to go back to the point that I was trying to make with the who's on your bus, the other side of that is also reevaluating who you are to someone else on their bus. Well, because it's like a lot of times I hear people say, oh, I'm cutting this person off. I'm cutting that person off. They ain't do this. They didn't do that. But a lot of times people don't look at themselves and say, well, maybe I could have done this differently or maybe I could have done this better. And so I think that's important. It goes both ways. And are you just cutting that person off because they didn't do something for you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that's a different thing for me. uh, You know, one of the things and I always say this to you, I was like, we do so much good shit. Mm-hmm. from whether it be the podcast or just the circles we are in or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to find people that are like us mm-hmm. or that have the same vision in mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that was the hard thing for me. And I told you last night, I, 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 shout out to the OG Kiki. Uh, Kiki. To, yeah. Big Kiki, uh, the home bar from California. And he was a mentor when I was growing up. And I was trying to do all the gang shit. Like he had just moved to Texacana. He was a crip. He the one who kind of taught me, a lot of the shit about the game. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we first started hanging out, which was not being funny. It was crazy because I was a person who was, as you see air quotes, I thought I was a blood, oh. you know, I thought I was hard as shit. I ran with bloods. I hung out with bl- all of this shit, but we had a, a rapport. No, for real though. We had a rapport. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he tried to teach me shit and he would tell me all the time. He was like, bro, you too friendly, man. Mm-hmm. And at a point when I was younger, I'm like, I'm friendly. And it's crazy like, when you what's, told what's, me that because I've literally thought the same thing yeah. when we've hung out with each other yeah. or when I first started getting to know you. I was like, he always, and you quick to bring people in and be, and I'll be like, 
why are you doing it? Well, and I talked to you, when, <laughs> even when you would tell me that, like when I would talk to you, when I talked to you last night, I was like, that's the part of digging deeper and thinking. Mm-hmm. When I went to counseling, I can't wait to go back this year, but when I was going to counseling, the one thing that we had established is that I have abandonment issues mm-hmm. where people come into my life, whether it's my father, whether it's my family, whether they die, mm-hmm. you know, like I told you about my homeboy Joe who shot himself from the, like yeah. whether they commit suicide, whether they've died in the street, whether it's family, mm-hmm. to my adult life, to whether it's business mm-hmm. and, you know, partners use you or partners lie to you or partners yeah. tell you one thing and do another thing. Like that's, I'm used to that. Yeah. So it's easier for me to come in and be like, yo, if mm-hmm. I click with somebody and the vibe is dope, I'm like, cool. Yeah. This and, person is cool. And for me, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Because and you're like, nah. I have abandonment issues, yeah. but it's to the point where I'm hesitant to let people in. That's something that I have tried to get better on. Yeah. But yeah. But I, I also <laughs> think for me, I befriended so many people because I come from a small family. Mm-hmm. I tell the story all the time. Me, my brother and my mom, like after my mom and dad got divorced, the Robert side of the family really didn't deal with us. Mm-hmm. My mom was adopted, so she didn't know much of the Morris side. And then, you know, who she was before she was adopted. Like, yeah. so for me, it was like, if I clicked with you as a friend mm-hmm. or I clicked with you as a homeboy, I ride with you. Yeah. Take me in Spider Fences. When I met, when we met him at MZ Studios, like I told you, me and him still talk yeah. outside of when I'm here at the studio. Mm-hmm. Or whether it may not be every week, may not be every day, but we still interact. Yeah. Until somebody wrongs me, mm-hmm. it's just fucked up because you get wronged so much. And you're like, damn, the world is on a more fucked up scale than it is on a good scale. Yeah. So that's the detriment of it. But I can't change who I am. I'll probably always be this way. It's no different than somebody who loves and, and gets their heart broken. They mm-hmm. continue to do it. They just know how to forgive and forget and move on. I think that's what I finally accepted is I am who I am. It's no, I can't put up no front to be no bitch. Cause that's not me Yeah. at my core. Yeah. It is what it is. So before we get finished done with this hour, we want to talk about the art of flirting. Um, some of the snippets or clips or things that we say will come from the book, The Art of Seduction, references by Robert Greene. Mm-hmm. How did we get on? We wanted to put this into play because we ended up talking earlier this week, I think it was, and we were talking about hugs. Was it me or you? I think you you mentioned something about, oh, no, I I, I said that because it was weird. My supervisor. That is right. Yeah, my supervisor gave me a hug. And it's crazy. We have this weird relationship. It's a white father. Yeah, he's my white daddy, as you say. <laughs> now, let me say this, you know, because people will say, I would never say and you know a what? black, my white man is my father. You know what? Well, I said the you same said thing. The same because thing. you said it first yeah. when I used to always tell you about the things that he like, would do in a no conversation. Your no, no, no. Daddy. You you called him that Oh, yeah, first. I did call him your and white And I daddy. said, don't call him that. Yeah. Like, you know, don't say that. Yeah. But because of the negative connotation yeah, that can come with it. But the more we've gotten closer, because we've had some, you know, extensive conversations mm-hmm. and it's just like he is like a father figure to me yeah. and it's so crazy how it happened but something happened at work and it's oh when we came back from break from holiday that's break. what it was because you had been out for a while yeah and so he he gave me a hug and when he hugs me i found myself leaning in which i don't do contact at work yeah period. you still hug me awkward to this day <laughs> no i don't you do oh my god so anyways <laughs> when he hugged me it was like a, a peaceful yeah. feeling and I found myself leaning into it and I told you about it and you was like, yeah, you know, hugs matter. Yeah. And that's all things that I know, but just feeling them, that was well, different it's in all that things moment. that you know, Especially, but if you don't do the thing, yeah. it's just kind of like if a motherfucker be like, I ain't buying no flowers, that's cliche, but yeah. this girl may not have ever had flowers in her life yeah. and you send her flowers and that makes more than her day. Yeah. So hugs matter. When you told me that, I said, oh yeah, hugs matter because 
um, I always used to tell you, like, touch matters. Mm-hmm. Hug matters. Like, well, See, we got, uh, that's something totally different between us because you shut down a lot of the ways that I am used to showing affection. So it kind of shut down all the way across the, a little bit. Well, I'm just ways. talking over from, no, I'm a, saying, yeah, from a general sense, though. Yeah. I'm just saying hugs matter because it's like, for me, one of the things that I've learned over the last two to three years is that I do like to be touched. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do, like I do like to be touched. Like, not just a sex, in know, a sexual manner, but like, even if I'm uh, sitting on the couch chilling, like a hand on my knee or she, her mm-hmm. leaning into me, like the shit that I see on TV sometimes, people like to say it's dream world it may not happen every time every day but yeah. interactions meaningful interactions between couples between friends all that shit should happen mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying the reason i say that shout out to my homeboy overton i tell him that all the time shout out to the my guy frank mm-hmm. when i see them when i haven't seen them for an extended period of time mm-hmm. they will hug me yeah and when they hug me i think overton hugged me one day and i was like man he embraced me like he missed me I, like i felt yeah. like my guy missed me yeah when i saw frank and he hugged me i felt like frank Frank missed me yeah. and through Overton and through Frank. Now, if I truly miss somebody, whether it be a woman, mm-hmm. child, guy, whatever, mm-hmm. boy or girl, I hug them with the same amount of emotion that I feel for them in that moment of missing them. Yeah. And that's important. Yeah. And it even goes back to like saying things. And like even in a relationship, if you're working on flirting or like we were talking about the, the art of seduction and mm-hmm. flirting with somebody, the books make the book makes a reference saying anything natural and or authentic tends to have an uncanny effect on us. We have to try and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you've told me and a lot of other people tell me they be like, you're so like being so straightforward, mm-hmm. being so authentic. People try to figure out who I am. And yeah. you had somebody asking you that the other day oh, when yeah. you were hanging out and they were like, is this is the podcast? That right? yeah. Is that really him? It's a part of me. Yeah. Because it's a lot of people that are listen to the podcast and think they know us mm-hmm. and think they know extensive information about me. And it's like that as much information and detail that I give you. That's why people are like layers of mm-hmm. onions. That's just, just one fucking layer that you still don't know. Still don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I, I, you got to have touch. I think flirting and, and being able to communicate for me is something that draws me in. Mm-hmm. If you don't have communication, if you don't know how to do things on the fly, if you're predictable or you become predictable, mm-hmm. I'm going to be done with that shit. Yeah. That's anybody really, though. People get tired of the same shit. Thanks for that basic input. No, I'm just saying. So when it comes to flirting, I think the reason flirting is important that is because for me, where does it lead to? A lot of people come into conversation. They have a conversation. They don't know how to talk in person. Mm-hmm. You're reading too much. I'm not. You're reading too much. Into, I'm talking about people. I'm <laughs> listening. I'm talking about people. I'm not talking about you reading. Oh, I thought you were saying <laughs> you I see was what I'm reading. Saying? That's how I know she's not focused. Because <laughs> I'm talking and she thinking I'm talking about her. I thought you were saying that I was reading because I was looking at the screen. No, I'm long. saying if you don't know how to converse with people or mm-hmm. flirting or you don't know how to communicate, mm-hmm. people read too much into what you're doing. Oh, that's very yeah. true because I always. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's all I do. It's is a flirt. fucking tough crowd out here. No, 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 no. <laughs> Go ahead, Spike. What did you say? All I do is flirt. It's that's easy though. I am. And that's what but I'm saying. The, it comes are, natural to you. Okay, so that's the thing because a lot of people think that I'm flirting with them when I'm not. And right. but the times when I am intentional about like, okay, trying to do something. I guess what you say is if it if it just flows, then that's fine. That's the thing. But the, but the thing about it is is when people the ones that I want to see that I'm flirting with them, they don't even recognize. Because it's yeah. not the same energy. Yeah, that's the homegirl from the old building. I ran into that. Where like all I did was flirt, and mm-hmm. then when I was like serious about it, she didn't take it serious. That, but like, that's why it's I don't know, I don't get that. So what is flirting? So what what is flirting to you, Spider? Oh, everything. <laughs> like, 
you can flirt nah. unintentional yeah. and then you can flirt yeah, intentional. And I think people can understand, like some people just don't know what's intentional and what's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But I think I, with I you, think one of those that's the point. <laughs> but the thing is with you is because I think you haven't, cla- you don't know, you're still trying to figure things out about yourself. In a sense of you are, it's in okay. Sense of what? In a sense of communicating, flirting, dating, like you've been single oh, now yeah. for the longest period of time in your adult life. Oh, yeah. So these are things that you have to learn to do from being married and then being in a long relationship. Like yeah, you're learning see, that's things. That's the thing. I never thought that I had a problem in certain areas until this point. And it's crazy to say because before I never had any issues. But what are you doing? This? Well, what are you doing though? Because like <laughs> I've seen you. <coughs> you even said that I've, I was flirting with somebody. I've and literally I wasn't. seen you out, and I'm like. You may not, but it is when you're if you're talking to a guy that you don't know, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, and you're within touching range, mm-hmm. everything he says, you're smiling, kind of laughing. It's just me being polite. Even when the shit's not the way niggas think sometimes when they're going down that list, they throwing out their best shit. And that's I, fine if that's your best shot. <laughs> no. Shoot it and walk on and try it again because yeah. you're, you know, yeah. but see, she walk. doesn't know how to, but see, that's the thing. She doesn't know how to walk away. She will expect somebody else to walk away and they won't. No, She'll, I've walked away. We're not done yet. <laughs> I've seen you laugh, flirt. Oh, my God. Even do something with your eyes. And she don't try to. It's just like you said, it's just who she is. With my eyes? Man, people, when people are intrigued into a conversation, your body does things. Mm-hmm. That's the dangerous part about flirting. <laughs> the book talks about that. You need to know what you're putting out there. With mm-hmm. you, you don't know. Sometimes you're just putting the energy out there and they like, well, I'm getting this vibe because she'll hit me up all the time and be like, dude said this, guy said that. What energy are you giving this motherfucker? That's the thing. I'm giving out polite energy. I'm giving out, if you're talking to me, I'm going to give you my attention. Should your hand touch him? I don't touch people. What I'm saying is like... Unless I'm, you know, engaged or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> You're not in a relationship, but if you put your hands on a dude, mm-hmm. touch his hand, touch his shoulder, touch his forearm while he talking oh, so like... Oh, when I'm laughing and I, yeah, just, and you hit him and I you touch, touch their shoulder, yeah, that's yeah, like... Yes. <laughs> then, idiot. I don't take it that way. So, but a lot like, of people do. A lot of people do. But I can also see like, you can be like, I have I have a feeling that you can be sarcastic and people don't get that. Sometimes. Exactly. That's true. Okay. But that's yeah, what I'm trying to falls in like the same lane. Yeah. yeah. You just kind of but see the thing about it is you have to know when to use that. That's one thing in the book. It talks about knowing when to use things yeah. to get what you want to position things, but also knowing when to dial it back. Yeah, that is something that I'm working on because I got a lot of shit. I got some tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> you got to figure that shit out. <laughs> just gotta I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I have fucking learned the shit for myself to where it's like, oh, you you a pro. I'm a flirt. Mm-hmm. And I flirt sometimes, like Spider says, by accident. Mm-hmm. I'm well, just, I'm just being kind. You can do it for. But see, okay, so uh, how does that apply to you? You can mean? say I'm just being kind, but when I say it, you like, nah. Not being kind too, but you still, I need to learn. I've learned it now, mm-hmm. but it's learning when to pull that shit back. Mm-hmm. You know when a motherfucker laughing too. I done talk to girls and they be like, oh, <laughs> ooh, and they be laughing. I be like, bitch, I ain't say nothing that funny. And then I be, and then you say other shit and you be like, I tell people, I said it on the podcast before. Tell a homegirl or a woman about an ex or a girl in your life if she immediately jumps on your side to jump down this mm-hmm. bitch's throat that bitch like you yeah i'm telling you, you never do any wrong a real friend is a person that when you're wrong they mm-hmm. call you my mama still yeah. call me on my shit in relationships and in friendships mm-hmm. if you got a person even a guy yeah that's not calling you on your shit mm-hmm. them ain't the people you want to be around yeah but my flirting like Dudes flirt different. I flirt different. If the girl is pretty, I may not even want them. 
But if I know I can get the number or I can have a great conversation and, and I find and I can get them to be intrigued in me, mm-hmm. that's a win for me. But it's I'm like the same way. but sometimes it's like feeding a stray cat or a dog. Yeah, breadcrumb gonna make the motherfucker keep searching for another yeah. piece. It's like give a mouse a cookie. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like that's why I say it's the art of flirting. Mm-hmm. Learning who to flirt with, learning when to dial that shit back, learning when to be defensive, when to be undefensive. Mm-hmm. One of the quotes of the day I was gonna use from his book, he said, defensiveness is deadly in seduction. Act defensive and you'll mm-hmm. bring out defensiveness in other that's people. True. And I say that because we always hear amongst the black culture. They'd yeah. be like, oh, black women, it's hard to talk to them. It's hard to do this. And the number one thing you hear a lot of black women say is, I don't trust dudes. I don't this and that. Mm-hmm. But it's like you could be losing and missing out on the person that is for you because you're being defensive mm-hmm. with every fucking guy that approaches you from shit from your past. And see, that's that's what I'm not doing. I'm just being nice to everybody and just. Shut your lame ass up. <laughs> what? This motherfucker just, I'm I'm just, just nice to everybody. No, I'm just being no, nice. No, you know you be and flirting. No, I really, like, all the times that you said that I was blatantly flirting in front of you, I... Oh, like, no, no, I didn't, but it didn't bother no, me. No, not I, as if it's it bothered you. you didn't, yeah, it, it, no, it's not that things don't bother me. What I'm saying is I was happy sometimes to see it because I was like, she never had this. So now it's it's seeing the growth. Man, come on, man. I've see, always been she, a natural flirt. Okay, all right. Okay. No, you. When we were in a relationship, that was not the case. So I see the growth now. I said in 2020, I wasn't going to be mentioning me and her in relationship, but yo ass acting straight no, dumb today. No, I'm talking today, about period. I ain't talking about not, us. You are not. Let's move on to the next thing because it it's not gonna. You're just saying no. It's no elaboration as to why you're saying that. I was getting so ready gonna get to go to, into so it. So we're gonna get to the undefensive lover. <laughs> the undefensive lover lowers the inhibitions of his his or her target, mm-hmm. a critical part of seduction. It's important to learn to not react defensively, but bend instead of resist, or be open to the influence of others, and they will want you or fall more easily. Mm-hmm. That's basically saying just play the motherfucking game. That's it. Lower your ambition. That's, what all that's why I like about though. It doesn't surprise. That's the thing. Now the forty-eight laws of power. Even when you tie these two together, yeah. they're a lot of like. That's what I'm saying. It's about I playing did, a game. But I don't like playing games, and that's the part about me. But I'm gonna tell you who does play games when it comes to dating. Who? White people. Oh yeah. A certain level of like when yeah. you talk, white women. Man, look at her. When they want something, they have things in their tool chest or their toolbox. To pull out to make you watch them, and you know, I, go I'm ahead. Gonna, I need you to talk. No, I'm going to say on this one. I'm going to say there was a lot of stuff that um, other women may have done, but I now see the importance of it. Like I think that, like what? Okay, let me go down the list. <laughs> so the first of all, the importance of dating multiple people to make the best decision for yourself. That's something that I never really did before. So I think that's important. Um, Also putting yourself out there, like sometimes as black women, we're taught, oh, you shouldn't act like that. And so you might look at another woman that is flirting or what being forward about what it is that they want and say, oh, why are they doing all that? But it's important to do that. To do what? To put yourself out there and to make it known what you want to go after it. And if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. You see what I just did? What you be doing? What you talking about? Acting like I'm not paying attention to something. Overall, this is this this the art of flirting didn't go like I planned for it to go. But I do was, think people should do better mm-hmm. at being open and communicating what they need and want mm-hmm. up front. 
Yeah, you just uh, say what you want. Say you what you fucking want. Games. Quit planning, mm-hmm. and and honestly, you will get so much further. And, yeah. I, and, and you'll get to the conclusion faster. Faster. Like, if, so nobody's if this time shit is wasted. Not meant to be. Then you'll get to that point faster. Exactly. If you're honest about it. And I think that's the part of flirting that people don't know. Like, and then some people flirt too long. Mm-hmm. Like you got some. It's been girls I've been interested in, and it's like, what's the next step? Like we've been talking on the phone. I done chit chatted with you. We like, what's next? But oh, I'm gonna tell you. Are they waiting for you to say to make that move or? No, am I? I'm very. People know me. Ain't nothing left to be figured out. You gonna know what you need to know. How you need to know it, but at this point in time, when you talking about flirting, day night got time. I don't even like people at my house really. When you trying to date new, you gotta but figure out if this person vibe is the same, if they like you, do they breath stink? That's like, the part of getting to know. I, you, I ain't right? got that kind of time. People be looking good on the outside and smelly on the inside. <laughs> yeah, when you get down, time to get down to business. People ain't what you think they are. So you just gonna let time pass and never find out. If I don't. If I if time passes and I don't ever find out, that means I didn't want to find out in the first place. So we got another uh, episode coming. Yeah, because I think she's downstairs. All right. So we're going to go ahead and end this one. Be sure to keep up with all things the reality is by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Also leave us a rating and review on whatever streaming platform you listen to the podcast on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. If you want to see some of our past work or events that we've done with a lot coming up here in 2020, go to the website by going to www.therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, therealityis.com. And always remember to inhale courage to excel success. And some of y'all niggas, I need to tell y'all, y'all are coming to work, and it is a difference between a church suit and a work suit. Who's wearing a suit? I think it's black people that don't, black men specifically. Sunday's best <laughs> is not to be worn at fucking work. There's dress shoes, there's shirt shoes, there's wedding shoes. There are slacks, there are khakis, and there are pants. There are suit coats, there are jackets, and there are dress jackets. Get your shit together. Maybe that's I'm seeing two men will wear a dress shirt, a tie, and some slacks. It's too many black men at work in church suits. Get you a real suit, a Hugo Boss suit. What you need is like a pair of shorts, a tank top, maybe some flip flops. Yeah, it, it, but that's better than a suit. I don't. Yeah, I'm so yeah, I'm so sick of seeing niggas in church suits. I'm really thinking they fly. I have one suit that I wear to weddings and funerals because that's the only place I go that it requires was a suits. suit. Yeah, so, it's the same one. This song, but this, you know I'm sexy in it. This next, <laughs> this next song, we've been taking turns picking these outro songs. This one was chose by Artesia. What song I think are I'm, we about to hear? Uh, we're gonna hear Best on Earth by Russ featuring Bia. Spider, take us out of here. Nope, oh, almost had it. Her ass fatter than fat, and she got good throat. Sit that cat on my lap, I give it good strokes. I might have to fly out to Mikano, so maybe to Japan so I can hit her like a Michiro. She knows what the fuck is up. I don't gotta dumb it down. Tatter like Rihanna, pussy singing like it's running town. I love that she's a queen. Coming up on the next episode of The Reality Is. Maybe sometimes I wish that I would have went to like a historically black college and yeah. university, but not really, because, you know, every experience is a black experience.
Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.